Welcome, CE family! You know what, it might be your first time with us, and it may be that we see you each week, but we are so glad to see each of you right here today. So grateful that you're joining us. You know, you may have a prayer request, or it may be your first time with us, and you want to get connected. Just go ahead to our Church Experience website, go to the Connect section, and you can fill out a form and we'll hear right from you and can get connected with you. But as for right now, let's go ahead and dive into today's worship, and I can't wait for the message right afterwards. Let's enjoy today together. The God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the Turn it for good. 
so much for your tremendous grace and mercy. Thank you that you protect us from ourselves, not only the world outside. We all have those dark areas that we don't want anybody to see. Those evil things, those evil thoughts, those tough struggles. You know, we have the almighty, powerful God at our back. And we all struggle with evil. But the good in us is all from him. Thank you, Lord, for protecting us. Thank you, Lord, for turning the evil over and over and over again into good. Thank you that our frailties don't matter to you. Thank you that our stumbles you don't see. Thank you for turning the evil to good. In Jesus' name, amen.
I have a dream. Some of the most powerful words that have ever been spoken in our country. This last Monday, we celebrated the life of Pastor Martin Luther King Jr. Somebody whose words and leadership and life literally transformed the landscape of the world that you live in. What a man, what a legacy. And his words, I have a dream, literally changed the world. What are you dreaming about in 2022? And will the result of your dreams bring God's kingdom come more in this world? Or do your dreams just benefit you? Well, today we're gonna go after accomplishing our dreams and seeing those dreams become a reality. So I'm asking this question as we begin, what are your dreams? But I gotta tell you, I have a lot of dreams. And my dreams can be very active. One day my wife woke up in the middle of the night and she was bouncing because the whole bed was bouncing and she looks up and there I am literally standing on the bed living out my rock star dreams. <laughs> I'm playing an imaginary guitar and she is like, Brandon, what are you doing? Lay down. I wish I could tell you that's the only time I acted out my dreams as embarrassing as that is. It's, it's not the worst one. One time she woke up and I was in the middle of a wrestling match with an alligator. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, of course, I'm wrestling alligators. What else would I be doing in the middle of the night? And unfortunately, one time my, my sheets got wrapped around my arm while I was sleeping and I, I, I woke up thinking I was in the middle of a battle as someone was attacking me. And so I just remember waking up to the sound of Jennifer talking to me in a very firm voice, Brandon, wake up, because I had rolled out of the bed in this fight, still wrestling my sheets that had followed me, and, and I made it all the way to our bathroom, and I'm punching, I'm literally punching at the wall of the shower, and she's like, Brandon, wake up, and of course, it's very embarrassing. I go back to bed, can hardly remember it the next day, but she definitely reminded me of what had happened the night before. Well, thankfully, these episodes do not happen very often at all. It's been a long time since they have happened, but I've certainly had some active dreams. And I know you have some dreams too. I don't know if your dreams are about improving your family this year or growing in your faith, what you want to accomplish through your career, but everybody has dreams. Everybody's dreaming. And when Martin Luther King Jr. said, I have a dream, he, he made a statement that I, I see a preferred future. I see a better future. I see where we can go. We're here and we need to get to there. And some might say, well, we're not there yet. We have a long way to go, but that dream sure put us in motion to a better reality. And that's what dreams do. They're a catalyst to get us moving. Even if you never make it to the ultimate destination and the time you want to get there, at least it gets you moving toward a preferred future. So what are you dreaming about? And we're in this teaching series called Big Dreams and Small Steps. And we're talking about getting to the dreams that God has for us in 2022. As a church, for your family, for your future. Big dreams, small steps. If you missed it, you may want to go back for the first couple of weeks and catch up. Uh, the first week we talked about begin with the end in mind. And we talked about how it's important to have the right dreams so that you end up at the right destination. And we talked about having God's dreams, not just our dreams. And, and this last week, we, we talked about moving on from broken dreams to better dreams. Because we've all experienced the pain of broken dreams and we're talking about moving on to God's better dreams for us and how he can bring good out of the bad. And so if, if your dreams are still a little fuzzy, you, you need to go back and spend a little more time listening to those messages and get clear on it at some point because, because today we're gonna talk about how to accomplish those dreams, how to take the small steps to get those dreams accomplished. But before we jump into that message today and talk about the very clear and specific steps to make your dream turn into a reality, Here's my concern. This is my concern. 
that somebody will misapply this message and they, and they will take these steps which will absolutely get you to the destination you want to get to. It'll help you get closer to that, that dream becoming a reality. But my concern is that someone will misapply this message to the dreams that they have in their life that are selfish ambition. The dreams that are just about them, that are not God's dreams for them, that are not dreams that bring God's kingdom come in the world, not dreams that are for his glory, but dreams that are for their glory, for their selfish ambition. And, and, and getting more effective at the wrong things will never get you to God's dream. Like if, if you become more effective of accomplishing your dreams for your benefit, and you're chasing the things of this world, it can actually be a very dangerous thing. In fact, dreams can be a very dangerous thing when they're the wrong dreams. So if you're dreaming about things that are not of God, man, learning how to be more effective at accomplishing those dreams can actually hurt you. So that's my concern in this message. And so I wanted to begin with the end in mind in this message. And, and, and I, I wanna read one verse before I get into the central passage, which is gonna be in Joshua chapter one, where we're going here in just a few moments. But I wanna read from 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, God's word says, we love, we love because he first loved us. It's one of those simple statements, just like Martin Luther King Jr.'s, I have a dream. It's just short and it's sweet, but it's so powerful. We, we love because, because God first loved us. That's, that's the, the power of the gospel is when, when you get your why really clear, you get your dream really clear. Like, God, you, you, you loved me while I was still a sinner, when I was failing miserably and rebelling against you, when I was in my sin, when I was at my worst, when I didn't deserve it. God, you loved me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on that Roman cross for my sins so that when I humbled myself and I said, God, I'm a sinner in need of a savior, you forgave me, you came into my life, you gave me a new start, sins forgiven, the hope of heaven and the reality here on earth of walking with you. Praise God for that. And because of that love that he had for me, for God so loved the world, he gave his son. But because of that tremendous love, I can love him. I can live my life for him. I can live my life for his kingdom, for his glory. God, whatever you want me to do, you're the master, I'm the servant. You saved me from my sin. You saved me from an eternity in hell. So my why is so clear. When I'm talking about my dreams, it's not about me anymore. It's not about my life. It's about this God who gave me everything and saved me from the worst and gave me the best. See, this, this God who's changed my life, he's my why. I live to please him, do all things for the glory of God. I mean, that's it. And so, so my concern in this message as we move on for the remainder of our time, we're gonna talk about how to take steps toward those dreams. And that's important because, because God wants his, his followers to bear much fruit. John 15, eight, it's to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. That you get, you get busy and active working with God, partnering with him, dreaming big dreams. It was the evangelist D.L. Moody that said, if you're gonna make God your partner, you better have big plans. So God wants you to dream big. He wants you to have dreams. But listen, if your dreams are about you, this message today could do more harm than good if you, if you get more effective at taking small steps towards the wrong dreams. But if you'll get that why really clear, it's Jesus, I'm living for you, whatever dream you want me to chase, that's what I wanna pursue. Ultimately, the greatest dream is to be in a close, loving relationship with you in every moment I wanna walk with you. I wanna live for you. I wanna please you. Everything I own is actually you. I'm just the manager, you own it. It's, it's for your glory. Everything I do, it's not about me. It's for you. I wanna live to please you, not please men. That's where you wanna get. That's the ultimate dream. And then God's gonna fill in the blanks of what he actually wants you to do with your career. And he'll redeem your career to, for his glory and to build his kingdom. He'll use the talents and abilities 
to serve his purposes instead of yours. See, God can use you in amazing ways. Martin Luther King Jr., although he was a great dreamer, he probably had no idea how far and wide his influence would spread and how God would use him in such great ways. But he placed his life in God's hands. He was a follower of God, not just because he had a, a microphone and he was, in a sense, a missionary, a, legitimately a pastor. I mean, that was his, his calling in his career, but, but he was, more importantly, a follower of Jesus. And he was trying to make the world a better place. He had a dream because he was a follower of Jesus and what God had done in him. So I want to make sure that that's really clear on the outset of this message because we're about to get into some real practical how to get that dream accomplished. And I'm excited for that for you because I know you have dreams. I, I know this year you want your family to get to a better place. You might want your finances to get to a better place. You, you might want to accomplish some goals. You, you might want to see some great things happen in your life and through your life. But listen, listen, if your dreams are not grounded on that foundation of the gospel that we just talked about, those dreams can be dangerous. All right, so let's get after it. Joshua chapter one is where we're gonna be at while you're turning there. I, I love this quote. This world is but a canvas to our imagination. This world, the time that God has given you is but a canvas to your imagination. And God wants to paint a masterpiece in your life. And so I hope that you have some big dreams. Today's message is not about discovering the dream. That was the last couple of weeks. Today's how to get that dream accomplished. So whatever it is that the picture that God's put in your mind. It may, it may still be a little fuzzy, but you got an idea. You're about to get that done. Let's talk about that. Joshua chapter one. It's an amazing story in God's word, beginning in verse one. Joshua one, it says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Come on, would you help me preach today? Somebody say, get ready. That's right, get ready. God tells them to get ready, cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, the promised land, to the Israelites. He, he says, he says I, I'm about to give you my people. I'm about to give you the dream that I have for you. And listen, God's dream is always better than your dream for you. So always follow him and stay close to his word and his directives, what he wants. You always need to be checking in with God. All right, God, am I on the right track? This is where I'm headed. I believe this is where you want me to go, but I just want to make sure because, because God, I want to live for your dream. I know your dream is greater. It's better, it's more lasting, it's eternal. Well, God has a dream for his people and he's gonna use a leader like he always does use his leaders to take his people where he wants them to go. But he, he says these very important words. He says, get ready. Come on, say it again, say get ready. Yeah, get ready. See, see Joshua had to get ready, but he had been getting ready for a long time. It says he was Moses' aide. Moses had been the leader of God's people and Joshua had been assisting him and been serving him. And, and you know, I wanna point out something here I think is really helpful. Joshua had been assisting Moses, which means he had an active role in waiting. He was working, he was serving, he was learning, he was helping. Some people say, well, I'm just waiting on my dream to arrive. I'm just waiting for things to happen. You know, you know like they say, they say, you know, a lot of people claim that they're waiting on God and God is actually waiting on them. That happens more times than you would imagine, maybe even in your own life. I hope not, but it can happen. All of this has happened to me. And we're waiting and God's saying, no, I'm, I'm waiting for you to take that that step of obedience that I asked you to do two weeks ago, two months ago, maybe two years ago. And until you take that step, I'm kind of waiting on you to do what I've asked you to do. And until you're obedient in that area, I mean, the next door can't open because I, I need to be able to trust that you're going to be obedient. And Joshua was, was being obedient to honor God, and he was honoring the authority that God put in his life, and he was serving under Moses, and God honors those who honor him and honor his ways, and he's, he's following Moses, he's learning, he's growing, but he has an active role in the waiting. And, and maybe if your dream hasn't arrived yet, maybe part of your role like Joshua is, is to get ready. 
to prepare, to get ready. You know, I, I, I have so much fun right now where I'm at in the season of life for a lot of reasons, but, but my kids, my oldest two, my boys, they're into basketball big time. I mean, they're playing basketball in the driveway every day. I love playing with them, but they're both on in a sports league right now, basketball league, and they both have games every week, one or two games. And I get to sit on the sidelines with the rest of our family, cheer them on. And, and it just brings back such good memories, you know, because I've been playing with them since they were young. And like when they were really young, it was like, I'd ask him, hey, do you want me to, you want me to play hard? Do you want me to play my best? And, and sometimes they'd be like, yeah, yeah, dad, play your best. I just want to see where I'm at, kind of benchmark it. And I'll just totally destroy him. No mercy. I'm just seven, 11 years old, whatever. No mercy. I would just beat him as bad as I can. I'm like, you're going to have to earn this. You want to beat me one day, you're going to have to earn it. I play basketball in school and all that. So I'm, I'm like, I can play a little bit. So I'm like, you're going to have to earn it. I had to set a high bar. But now my oldest is 14. He's in high school. And they can play. They're, they're good. Because like, I've been hustling them their whole life, right? And so, so now I, have, I can't just like, do you want me to play my hardest? I have to play my hardest so that I don't get beat by my kid. I'm still not letting them beat me yet, but they're getting closer all the time. But man, I have so much fun watching them and it reminds me back to high school playing basketball and, and anytime I wasn't in the game, I'm on the bench ready to go. And, and, and the one thing I wanna hear is from my coach to say, all right, Brandon, I want you to get in the game. That's, that's the thing, I, and I'm cheering on my teammates. I want us to win, but, but I'm ready. I want to get in the, in the game because I want to make a difference. I want to help us win. And so I'm ready to go. And, th- and that posture of readiness, hey, hey, coach, I'm ready. I think that's how we should live our lives as believers. And I think that's where Josh, Joshua was as he was serving Moses. Hey, I'm ready. I'm available, God, whatever you need. And, and God says, all right, Joshua, this is your time. And, and you'll have your time too. Listen, listen, you don't get lost to God's radar. If you're, you're preparing yourself, you're getting ready, you're not gonna get lost to God's radar. He knows where you're at. He knows, he, he knows your faithfulness or lack thereof. I really like this verse in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, the beginning of verse nine. It says, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I mean, just imagine God up in heaven, his eyes are ranging throughout the earth and he's looking. He's looking for somebody, some man, some woman who's fully committed to to him and he's gonna strengthen them and empower them and help them and fulfill the dreams that he has for them. But he's he's looking and he's finding a lot of casually committed people, a lot lot of half-hearted Christians, a lot of people being swayed by the passions of the world and chasing their worldly dreams. And he's looking for somebody who's committed to him, fully committed, and he's gonna strengthen and empower. and, And I want that to be you. And God wants that to be you because he has great dreams for your life. And, and, and Joshua, he'd been preparing, he'd been faithful. And so God tapped him. He said, hey, it's your time, Joshua, get ready. You and all these people get ready. We're going into the promised land, the land I have planned for the Israelites, my people. See, there's a lot of steps we take, small steps into the big dreams. But our first step is this. I want you to write this down. My first step is into preparation. How, how do I take small steps today, pastor, to get to the dreams that I know God has for me? I wanna start a ministry I want to build God's church. I want to see my family get better. I want want to grow, whatever it is. Whatever your dream is, listen, the first step is always into preparation. Preparation, get ready. Come on, somebody say get ready. Yeah, get get ready, that's right. I'm getting ready for what God wants to do next by getting ready now. See, what you do now always is preparing you for what's next. If you're apathetic, you're not disciplined, wasting your years, you're getting ready for what's next. It's just not the dream, not the dream that God has for you. You're wasting your time. So you are preparing yourself for what's next, but it's gonna be a lot of regret when you get there. Let's go back to this story 
Joshua chapter one, and, and as we do, I, I just wanna ask you, what are you doing to prepare? That's, that's really what I, say, what I wanna say right now is what are you doing to prepare for God's dream? I don't, I don't know what his dream is. I mean, you, you might have an idea. At least you have a piece of the puzzle, but, but God certainly has great dreams for your life. I can tell you that for sure. So what are you doing to prepare for what God wants to do through your life in this next season? What are you doing? Spend time in the word, you're praying, seeking God's heart, practicing humility, serving others. See, Joshua, he was serving. He was getting himself ready and God tapped him. And this is where we pick up the rest of the story. Joshua chapter one, verse three. He says, I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. He says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors. Listen, God is saying, did you see that? You saw it right there, right? He says, be strong and courageous because, because, see, there's, there's this step into something that God has planned. There's this dream, there's this vision, and it's gonna require courage. And, and, and I don't know what your step is. It's probably just a small step of action, moving forward, getting momentum, going a new direction, repenting from sin and stepping into holiness. Moving from bad habits to a, a good habit, like getting daily into God's word and studying it and praying. Or maybe increasing the intensity of your time alone with God and asking questions and learning and growing, getting a commentary and taking it to another level. Maybe it's stepping out of isolation and into community where iron sharpens iron and you can pray for each other, and encourage each other, experience life together in a group. I don't know what the step is, but I know that it probably is going to take courage and strength if you wanna see the big dream become a reality. Now, I know we all can get stuck in our thoughts, and so I wanna help you, and I wanna illustrate the challenge of this, but also the opportunity when you get stuck in the dreaming aspect of your vision. Because dreams are good, but sometimes we can get stuck and we just only dream, and we have all kinds of reasons why we have not yet taken a step toward the dream. And so let me illustrate it this way. We all have thoughts and ideas about a dream. So whatever your dream is, you, you've thought it through from a lot of different angles, you've, you've contemplated it, and, and you've probably imagined a lot of different ways that it could go wrong or what you need to do for it to go right. And so let's just use the example of somebody who wants to get married. Dude's been dating his girlfriend for a few years. She wants him to put a ring on it. He wants to get married, but he's never quite taken the step. And he's got all kinds of reasons, right? And, and you understand this, right? I mean, there's all, all kinds of good reasons why he's not yet taken the step. You know, one might be like, he needs to get a ring and he doesn't have the ring and he doesn't know what kind of ring she wants and that ring costs money. And so that's, that's a good thought and a reason why maybe he has never taken the step to propose. He also knows that there is a, a father-in-law. And so he knows that he needs to ask the permission of the father-in-law and he's like, hey, uh, how am I gonna do that? What's he gonna say? That's gonna be awkward. When do I set it up? And he's, he's never taken that step. So that's one of the thoughts that's on his mind every time he thinks about getting engaged. And, and, and maybe, maybe the trip, the honeymoon, you know, it's like, well, where am I gonna go? And man, there's, there's another thing that's gonna cost some money. So I gotta figure that out. And so he's not quite ready to take that step because how's the honeymoon gonna work? And, and then there's the invites. Well, when, we, when we have a wedding, who's gonna be my best man? 
I, I don't know who to ask. I got a couple guys and which one, who's going to be offended and who's going to want to do it. And, and there's, all, there's all these thoughts around who should I invite? Who, gonna, who am I going to invite to the wedding? Where are we going to do the wedding? And on and on these thoughts go. And so there's, there's all these excuses is what they ultimately are. They're reasons and our, our reasons explain us, but they don't excuse us. And there's all these thoughts circling in our minds. And so we, we never take action because like, well, what about that? And I can't afford that yet. And how's this gonna work? But at some point you have to draw a line in the sand. And, and, you, and you have to take action. And, and if you don't ever step across the line of thoughts and ideas and move into action, the dream will never become a reality. Because the dream will not happen with you just thinking about it and you just processing it and asking questions about it. You have to actually take a step. And, and a lot of times it's a lot more simple than we think it is. And so this guy has got to do three things essentially. He, he needs to ask God, God, is this the right girl that you want me to marry? And so so once he's got that clear and he's like, this is the right girl, then he can move on to step two and that's to ask dad. <laughs> he, he's got to ask her dad. I'm going to get your permission or ask the mom. He's, he's going to go get permission. That's kind of a tradition. And so we usually do that. And then most importantly, once he's got clarity on what God wants, he needs to ask the girl. And, and once he asks her and he proposes, then he can get married. And, and then he can move on and the dream can be accomplished. But most people never step into the dream because they're back here thinking about all the different thoughts that are on their mind about why the dream can ever become a reality. So how do you move from dream to destination? Sometimes it's just as simple as drawing a line in the sand or maybe a line down a piece of paper and you write out all the excuses, all the problems, all the challenges, and then you simply say, well, what am I gonna do about it? What's the next step I need to take? And a lot of times those steps are a lot more simple than we think. Here's, here's all I'm trying to say. Until you take the step the dream is probably not gonna become a reality. And so God is saying, Joshua, get ready. The first step is into preparation. And everywhere you take a step, I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna give you all the land. Everywhere you step, I'm, I'm gonna give you that space. I, I, I will help you step into the promised land. But be strong and courageous because you've got to lead the people there. You've got to take a step. Here, here's the lesson if you wanna write it down. God expects me to move in step with him. God expects me to move in step with him to walk with him, hand in hand, relying on him. See, it depends on me depending on him and relying on his strength. And, and the more that I depend on him and the more I step with him, God is able to move and work through my life in, in ways that I can only imagine. John Henry Newman, he said, nothing would be done at all if we waited until the one time when everything was perfect, everything was right, and no one could find any fault with it. He says, until you... Until you come to the place of perfection, like that's, that's the only time people, some people will take a step of action. And, and perfection before action leads to inaction. You, you'll never get there if you're waiting for things to be perfect. So you've got to take a step. So what, what is the step that God's leading you to take? What's the step that you've been delaying? They say that delayed obedience is disobedience. Joshua chapter one, verse seven. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. 
Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He says, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. When you take those steps, I know it can be scary, but I'm going to go right with you into that battlefield. I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to be guiding you. I'm going to be protecting you. I'm going to be helping you. But be strong and courageous. He says it three times in this passage that we read. Once towards the beginning and twice here in what we just read. He says, be strong and courageous. He wanted to emphasize the point. Three times he says it. Got to be strong. You're going to have to fight the battle. It's not going to come easy. And some people, the dream never comes because they think it's going to come easy. They're just waiting for it to happen. And if you're not willing to sacrifice for the dream, listen, your dream becomes the sacrifice. If you won't sacrifice for that vision, the vision is what's going to get sacrificed. It's not easy. It's difficult to chase big dreams. There's setbacks. There's betrayals. There's disappointments. There's sleepless nights. But if God's called you to a dream that's going to make a difference in the world, I have a dream. It's worth pursuing but it's gonna take strength. Now, I want you to notice verse eight. I I love this verse specifically. He says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. So he's telling them to stay close to God's word and God's directives, honor him, obey him. You know, the greatest test of your character is is not in failure, it's in success and prosperity. And he knew that they were going into a a time of prosperity, a land of prosperity. God's word tells us that when when your riches increase, do not set your heart on it. That's the real challenge. And and, and God knew that. And so he's saying, stay close to me, honor me. Don't get distracted. You're going into this land where they've been worshiping other gods. Be, Be careful to honor me. And so he's saying all these things. And then notice what he says at the end of that statement, verse eight. He says, then you will be prosperous and successful. He says, you honor me, keep this book of the law on your lips. You're faithful to me, you follow me. Then you will be prosperous. Then you will be successful. It's an if-then kind of statement. If you want to see God's hand of blessing on you, if you want to see God honor your life, you've got to honor him consistently, faithfully, faithfully. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. If you want to see excellence in your life, you've got to get in the habit of consistently doing the right things. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Regardless of results in in many ways toward the beginning because you may not see results. It's kind of like working out. You may not see any results when you look in the mirror for those first few weeks, first few months. But if you faithfully do it over time, you're gonna see a difference. You see a difference. So it's, it's faithfulness like we talked about last week that leads to fruitfulness. It's consistency over time. It's discipline. It's that, what Jim Collins said, a 20 mile march. It's like if, if you want to get from San Diego to Maine, that from one end of the country to the other, that 3,000-mile dif- difference. He said, if you wake up every day and you, and you walk as many miles as you feel like it and you're feeling good and you walk 40, 50 miles, but then it's rainy and cloudy the next day and you take a day off. And he goes, that person will never get there as fast as the person who wakes up one morning in San Diego and says, I'm going to walk all the way to Maine and I'm going to walk 20 miles every single day, no matter if I feel good or I feel bad. Every day, I'm walking 20 miles. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter how I, f- I feel doesn't matter if I'm sick or hurt. I'm, I'm just going to get up and I'm walking 20 miles and that's it. Every single day. So that person will always get there faster. So what's your consistent 20 mile march for God? What is it? What, what dream is he putting in your heart? Are you working your way toward that? Are you being disciplined, faithful, spending time with him, seeking his heart and diligently working toward what he's called you to do? Here's the lesson in it. Consistent steps bring consistent results. Look at that. Consistent steps bring consistent results. Do you see that? That's, that's important because if you're not consistent, then you're not going to get to where you need to go. 
A story I'll never forget is from a duke in the 14th century. His name was Reynold III. And they had a nickname for him. His nickname was Crassius in Latin, which means fat. And they make fun of him because he didn't take care of his weight. And they, they call him that. That was his nickname. And, and one time his younger brother Edward led a successful revolt against him. And instead of killing his brother Reynold, he instead threw him in a room in the New Kirk Castle, true story, put him in this room and it, it had a close to normal sized doors, a little smaller than normal, but he put him in this room and it had windows that would open. They weren't barred shut. And he held him there as a prisoner. And he said, you can leave at your own free will anytime you like. All he had to do was lose weight. But his brother knew his weakness, so he delivered to him every single day delicious foods. And these foods would come into this room, and because it was his weakness, he would partake, and he didn't take care of his body. In fact, he not only did not lose weight to gain his freedom, but he gained weight. Eventually, about a decade later, his, his brother Edward died in battle, and he was set free from that room. But because he had not taken care of himself, Reynold eventually died a year later because of poor health. See, he was a prisoner to his own appetite. He had not consistently done the right things to free him up to pursue his dream. And so his dream became the sacrifice. What dream are you sacrificing because you are not consistently being obedient to God and what he's asked you to do? See, you'll, you'll never get to the ultimate destination that God wants you to by only following him when you feel like it when it's easy, when it's comfortable. You're gonna have to be consistent and learning consistency is one of the greatest life lessons as we follow Jesus, is to consistently follow him. And even through failure, when we make mistakes because we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of God's glory, we won't get it right every time. But it's to get right back up when we fall and follow him and, and trust that he will never give up on us. And so when we don't give up on him is when we actually see the dream become a reality. Look back one final time at Joshua chapter one. I want you to see the final verse here. We're gonna read in verse 10. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God has given you for your own. Did you see that? Three days from now. It's not way out there anymore. That dream is getting close. It's not way out there. It's almost here. So you've got to get ready, get equipped, get prepared, because we're gonna take a big step courageously into what God has for us. Not someday, today. Not one day, right now. See, here, here's the final lesson that's so important. Why, why, be, why become consistent and take little consistent steps every day? Why, why align yourself with God and start to move and step with him? Why step into preparation? Why do all these little things? Here's why, this, this very important reason. Today's step matters because God has a big dream tomorrow. God's got a big dream for your life tomorrow. So what you do today absolutely impacts your tomorrow. The decisions that you will make today, the discipline that you have today, the consistency that you have today, the preparation that you do today, the surrender to God that you accomplish today, those things prepare you for tomorrow. So what dream has God put in your heart? Are you preparing for it? Are you taking the steps now that are gonna get to next? Or are you wasting this season? Listen, if you are, God's mercies are new every morning. This is a new opportunity. Maybe it's by divine appointment that God had you here in this message so that you can get ready, so you can take a step, so you can start gaining momentum in your life toward God's outcomes for your life.
You know, before we pray, and I want to pray over you as you're contemplating that question, what's my next step? What's the dream? What do I want to see God do in my family this year, in my future, my spiritual life? As you're, as you're contemplating this, I want to read to you a brief statement and closure from Pastor Erwin McManus in his book, Wide Awake. I love this. He says, the problem isn't that we don't have any dreams. It's that we have way too many dreams or that all we have are dreams. We just live in our dreams rather than actually live out our dreams. He says, if you're going to create the life of your dreams, eventually you have to stop thinking about it. Stop dreaming about it. Stop imagining it, hoping, scheming, planning, or even praying, and you actually have to do something. You have to act. You have to execute. You have to step into the real world and bring the change that you can only see through the eyes of faith. What is the dream that God's put on your heart? What step are you going to take to move you closer to the dream that God's put in your heart? Is it a step of preparation? Is it a step of surrender to God and becoming more aligned with him? Is it a step of action, of actually moving with God into a courageous new reality? I don't know what your step is, but as you become more consistent at following God and surrendering to him, that big dream can be accomplished through very small steps of faith. When you put your trust in him, dependence on him, God can do more than you can possibly imagine. Right on? Right on, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for including us in your dreams for this world. You choose to use us flawed people to make a difference in this world and make it a better place to bring your kingdom come. We thank you for the example of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who made our world a much better place and moved us toward a better reality with a simple statement, I have a dream. And God, I pray today that anyone who doesn't have a, a God-sized dream, a dream that they're pursuing for you to, to bring glory to your name, to expand your kingdom, to meet needs and make this world a better place. God, deposit within, through your kindness, deposit within their heart a better dream, a greater dream that's not just about them. It doesn't just make their world a better place, but it makes your world a better place. And God, I pray for the many of us who have those dreams and we see them and we know what it is that you want us to do and what the next step is. I pray, God, we have courage and be strong to fight those battles, to make those sacrifices, to become more disciplined and take the steps we need to take so that, God, you can accomplish all that you want to through our lives. And before we end this prayer, I want you just to take a moment and whisper up a prayer to God and, and ask him to help you with the dream that he's put in your heart, to take that faithful step closer to him. God, we're asking you to help us. We're asking you to help us as we take a step of faith, trust in you that you will help us as we move into this next season. It's in your name we pray, amen. Wow, what a great day it has been. I'm so thankful that we were able to spend time as a CE family, growing in our faith, learning about Jesus, and spending time in worship together. You know, there are so many ways that you can get connected. You may say, this is my church experience family, but I have some questions or it's my first time and I would love to get connected. We can answer all of that and get to know you at Church Experience website on the Connect section if you'll just stop right by there. You know, another way to stay connected with us is to check out the Church Experience website in depth. You can get some CE merch there if that would be fun for you. You can learn about events that are coming up, you can even learn about the church's history and what we believe. So many great things on that website. Make sure you take time to check that out. We can't wait to see you again next week for another great service. So glad you came today. We'll see you.